Hi there, and welcome to the Talking Local Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Cronin, and in this podcast, we'll be talking to marketing leaders in all kinds of industries, from food and beverage to franchising and charity, automotive, hospitality, retail, and beyond. The thing all these sectors have in common? They all operate through local partners, and that can bring certain challenges, but also significant opportunities. It's all about harnessing the power of your local partners to work together, bringing your brand to life locally, increasing sales, driving engagement, and building consistency. So sit back and enjoy. I'm very uh, excited to welcome you all to our latest Talking Local podcast. Today, we'll be discussing the secrets of successful local brand implementation and activation, and this time in the funeral sector. Um, so the kind of thing that we're going to cover is the, the current state of the, the sector or the industry, um, the value of locally marketing for funeral brands, how to deliver that value consistently and effectively across multiple marketing channels, and then best practice tips and tricks from other national brands and, and other sectors. And during this half an hour session, um, we're going to hope to uncover some ideas on how to fully immerse your brand uh, or your team within your brand, um, leverage the value uh, of your local marketing for your business, make marketing easier by following best practice, engage and connect with local audiences and market and upsell different products. And we'll give you some ideas on how to engage your whole team in marketing your brand. So um, let's start off today by introducing the panel. Um, I'm delighted to welcome today Debbie Evans, a funeral sector marketing expert, and Helen Bradshaw, who was previously a marketing director at Dignity PLC, one of the one of the biggest players in 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 this uh, in this sector. I'm Peter Cronin. I'm MD of We Are Acuity, and for the last 25 years, we've been helping ambitious brands across a range of sectors unlock local audiences with strategic and creative marketing that's local at heart. So we previously worked together with both Debbie and Helen on local marketing for, for one of those biggest brands in the sector. And that's really inspired this, this subject for today because we're all advocates of, um, of the funeral sector. So something that we're thinking we're going to mix up a little bit today uh, on the Talking Local podcast is uh, Helen has offered to ask some of the questions and be the host. Um, so without further ado, over to you, Helen. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me and for Debbie. And um, just to say, it's really lovely to be talking about something that um, is close to all our hearts and, and is a sector that um, I know I really enjoyed um, working in. So um, why don't we start um, by me asking you, Debbie, about how the how the sector has changed over the past few years, say the five, the, the five, ten years that have gone by, what, what's changed in the world of funerals? Oh, it's changed. Um, it's changed a lot. So, you know, the, the, just the digital transformation that's been going on kind of for every sector um, has had a huge impact on the, on, on the funeral sector in particular in recent years. You know, the businesses that were used to um, relying completely on referrals from local families um, and advertising in the local newspapers, you can easily see how digital transformation has just kind of changed their way that they need to market and communicate with their local families. 
So, you know, that that kind of thing has, has an impact. Just the fact that, you know, families are less, um, you know, less connected to where they were born. People move away a lot more often these days. There is less of that kind of community and less of that family funeral director that would be used kind of generation after generation. And then other things that have changed is obviously... Um, the industry had um, a CMA competition market authority kind of review a couple of years ago. So the the implications of that are still coming through. The funeral plan market um, became regulated um, in July last year. So big changes um, for the sector in terms of how they need to communicate to families. Um, and I think equally, just you know, from a consumer point of view. People's attitudes to funerals are, ch are changing and they're becoming more open to wanting to kind of think about things and choices and, you know, doing things a bit differently. And, you know, whereas, you know, we were all kind of more religious kind of years ago, those kind of things are kind of disappearing and people are wanting to express you know have funerals like a wedding is it's a celebration of life so it is less formal less traditional less kind of black suited and booted and more colour and or green funerals and, and choice basically and so I think funeral, funeral directors have used to kind of deliver their funerals in their offered funerals in the same way with very similar funerals to each family now having to say well actually you know what what can we do to really personalize this funeral um, and make it truly unique for different families yeah it's that a curated just isn't it now it's a it's a curated retail purchase that's yes. got lots of different elements to it yeah and 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 i guess um that makes a lot of uh, a, a lot of sense that there's I guess it was that perhaps more Victorian outlook of a lot of mourning and a lot of wearing black. And obviously that still can be a choice, but there is also a lot more about this sort of celebration and, um, you know, more of a focus on getting people together uh, and, and and that kind of stuff, I guess, which has made a big change. Does that, yeah. I mean, from, 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 from your perspective, De Debbie, how does that work as far as um the sort of organization um that the funeral directors and and what's available to them are they uh, is there more opportunity to i don't know to have something different rather than a, just a, that one size fits all and and can that i guess convert into how they market themselves and how they do, talk about themselves funeral directors have always been really good at you know getting to know families and personalizing funerals to, to kind of to what families want but that that personalization may have just been you know the choice of flowers uh, but now it's kind of you know different with different choices of funeral for a start you know there's from traditional funerals from cremations and burials you know right now you don't there's a direct cremation where you don't even have to have the service so and you could you know then personalize that celebration with a gathering at a pub afterwards or a, a scattering of ashes at a favorite kind of location so those kind of things are where funeral directors are needing to think differently of you know how they communicate those different options and, and there are so many options um so it is try, it's trying to get funeral directors to kind of own the conversation in their communities and um you know put trying to get people talking about funerals more openly than they ever did before because you know once once people families need a funeral director it's it's such a distressing time that you know if there's been any thought or any conversation beforehand that it just makes that difficult time a little bit easier yes yes okay and i i guess i mean helen from from your perspective and 
I know you're asking the questions, but what about the makeup of the businesses? I guess there's like any sector, there's a mix between larger multi um, uh, multi location groups, sort of midfield regional groups and smaller sort of independents. What, what's that all looking like at the moment, do you think? So, yeah, there are there are a couple of really big groups that are um, in between some kind of family based groups who will have, you know, a handful of branches across the region and probably a little bit more awareness in terms of their brand names. And then there is, you know, an enormous volume of, of local independent funeral directors across the UK you know, doing their own thing in their own local micro area. Um, so it's quite a fragmented market. And I think. Um, but actually the challenge to all of these funeral directors is the same and it's what Debbie's just talked about it is about how you present the choice um, and the range of things you can offer to that family and probably how you um, how you make those choices easier for that family to make because they're they're bereaved you know they're cognitively impaired and they need help understanding um, what's on offer offer and, and not being overwhelmed by it I think I don't know if you'd agree Debbie but there's so many things so many possible um, personalization possibilities for a funeral that it's almost about creating stories really you know creating um, aspirational stories about um, funerals that accurately reflect the life of the person who's died um, and, and making that accessible to to funeral directors and it's probably a, a worthwhile time talking about social media now if I might jump into that area because um that's something that I think a lot of funeral directors might shy away from in the in the you know in a way of thinking how can I possibly talk socially about something as as delicate and and personal as funerals but actually that's where those stories are told isn't it isn't it Debbie I think you've probably seen some good examples of social media being used to inspire yeah, um, I think you're actually right, Helen. I think funeral directors worry a little bit about kind of what they can share on, on social media and there becomes, you know, it's some funeral directors are kind of are just using it to kind of post um, kind of obituary notices, which is which is all very well and good, but actually it's, it's not doing them, it's not doing the best job for them that social media can do in terms of increasing their visibility in the community, increasing content that's really going to engage people. And I think, you know, how social media can really work well for families is, or for, for funeral director businesses is, is, is communicating with our whole community, the whole community, not just people that need a funeral now. So that is a bit of a step change in terms of um, mindset that, you know, funeral directors need to do the job of brand awareness for years before they're potentially um, needed and obviously that's really difficult because a lot of people are just you know they don't want to think about funerals from day to day so it's it is definitely a challenge but there are you know there's ways and means to kind of think about the stories that funeral directors have and how can they normalise those conversations and you know normalize themselves as business people and relatable human beings that are just part of their community and you know the more I spend time with funeral directors and get to know different people working within the sector it's the stories that come out are just amazing and beautiful and you know 
communities love to, people love to hear about people don't they so it is uh, you know there's absolutely lots of content that funeral directors can share on their social media that they perhaps haven't thought about before um but it's just kind of thinking about thinking outside the box a little bit of, of you know what what can they talk about that's not just the nitty-gritty of funerals that's helping families to think about choice and education and, and inspiration and all those kind of things some of those stories are really personal aren't they and I think one of the things that we observed is that um you know a lot of the people most of the people all of the people who work in the bereavement sector have an, an enormous passion for what, what they do and they will talk openly and generously and honestly about why they join their profession and also what they do day to day because it's a little bit of a, a a mystery isn't it and a little bit frightening and and um intimidating to some families so there are some really lovely stories aren't there that we've seen about um how people have ended up in the jobs they've ended up in in, in funeral care that i mean yeah. that's one of the things i was just gonna sort of touch on was that um before we started working in in the sector it's kind of a thing that you perhaps wouldn't you know it wouldn't be the first thing on your mind to 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 kind of get involved with um yeah. but once you actually do immerse yourself you you realize how vibrant fun proud caring all, all of these things that are within the yeah. sector um yeah. whereas traditionally it's a little bit you know as we said that you you know we don't talk about that we don't talk about death we don't talk about funerals you know there's a place that will sort that out when we need it and it, what it doesn't give the opportunity to is tell as you said tell the story of the sector and the people in it and you know that that's not just from um as you said the the at need so you need a funeral but the the pre-need so thinking about it beforehand but also from the from a recruitment perspective actually driving people into the sector as well um so i i yeah i think that was the thing that really surprised us was actually what a what a great what a great place it is and the more you can tell people about it the better really i think i think Maybe. as well there's, there's almost an a, a, almost a, a reticence to if this isn't a difficult topic to broach a reticence to sell uh, you know to be seen to be to be selling um when somebody is uh buying a service that they need but actually it isn't about upsell or, or cross sell when you're putting some someone together at a funeral um service is it it's about tailoring that and making it the most personal and the most bespoke and the most reflective of that person's life and and to to offer these families choices and products and services that they might not have even known existed you know um that, that's one of the things that's really important i think and you spoke about community debit can you talk to us a bit more about that and how funeral directors can leverage links that they might already have in the local area? yeah i think i think you know the, the one thing that funeral directors are really good at or the, the ones i've kind of spoken to it is connecting with their community and this is you know, they do, they do there's activities that go on that they have been doing for years and years in terms of you know raising money for local charities and um doing sponsorship activities sponsoring local teams um so it's it's a lot of kind of how, how funeral directors can improve their marketing is you know doing what they're already doing but then sharing that on social media for example or 
you know, how can they, uh, you know, if they're a, if they're a funeral director, a funeral home that's on a, a high street where they get passing football, football, it's well, how can they, how can they um, look at their windows from a more retail perspective in terms of, well, how can we make this window really engaging? So passing um person that lives nearby just stops for a second even a millisecond and thinks oh that's there's something interesting in that window for me to engage to that you just then puts that that funeral director in their mind and you know all that funeral directors need to do with all their marketing is just become ingrained in somebody's mind so when a family needs them they're the ones that are top of the mind and that you know they might go and search on google and see funeral directors near me and they've just got to remember your name and so things like having really attractive window displays is really important and there's lots of um there's lots of funeral homes that have got so much passion about their window frame, their windows. Um, and sometimes it is just trying to think, well, actually, how can we take some of the learning from the, the big retailers of what they do in terms of, you know, just having um, windows that are colour themed to your brand um, or th things like that. You know, there's 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 definitely a um, kind of a lack of education in the in the funeral sector and the people particularly in the sort of kind of the in the independence where they haven't got marketing marketing staff themselves it's this lack of kind of um understanding in brand identity and the consistency and actually how you know having things delivered in a consistent way from their social media to their advertising to their brochureware all those little things are building up to build trust in the mind of the of the um, of the clients. And if you know if they start becoming a bit awol with their branding and a bit and a bit of a, an odd colour coming in here or a change of font, it's they don't necessarily realise that that could be damaging their their brand that could have been you know going on since the 1900s. So I think there's a job for us to do as marketeers is to help them understand how precious their brands are and how. Um, how building consistency and what that means in terms of when they do the marketing how much that would benefit them in the long term it, it i guess it's down to trust isn't it really your and and I, I think in a lot of sectors there is some confusion about branding that people think oh it's it's just my logo as long as i've got my logo on it then that's okay yeah. but there's so much more to it there's tone of voice it's it's i i always think that brand is a bit like a a person you know who who are they you know, what do they look like? What are their likes and dislikes? You know, where do you find them? How do they speak? All of those things are all what the brand is rather than it just purely being the logo. So every every interaction with somebody is expressing that personality and what you're what you're like. And particularly in something, I guess, as emotional and uh, sensitive as as funerals is, you know, you trust and, and that relationship is absolutely key. It's not you know you're putting your most precious in the hands of of these yeah. people aren't you yeah and i think funeral directors put so much attention into their brand in terms of their uniforms and their cars and how they behave you know how they treat their clients um and sometimes there's not that same passion and attention to detail in terms of the delivery of their websites, um, you know, how they portray themselves on social media. And I think that's where, you know, as marketers, we can help them in terms of educating the importance of that brand crossing all touch points, not just the ones that are associated with the day of the funeral or, you know, or the arrangement. You know, their brand, the importance of building up that trust starts 
you know, years before they ever kind of walk through the door or pick up the phone. And I think that's where funeral directors can improve what they're doing and, you know, increase their visibility in their communities if if they pay equal attention to kind of, you know, things like websites and social media. What, what One of the, sorry, sorry, Helen. Sorry, no, I'm, I'm not to be afraid to talk about these things either. So, you know, the commercial relationships they might have with local florists, with local stations, with local catering suppliers or, or you know, community centres or, or pension providers or anything that that, you know, anything like that that's already ongoing is talk, talk about them and also engage with their social media as a business, you know, um, because it all helps cement the community feel doesn't it yeah. i think one of the things that really surprised me coming into funeral care is how how um short the distance is that people travel to a funeral director yeah. it's hyper hyper local isn't it what what's the stat there is is it five miles right. three miles? three to five miles yeah it's really small yeah so for people to know that that business is supported by other local businesses with the same community mindset is 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 really important to people isn't it at the time of need the 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 other thing as well um off the back of what you were saying debbie was um you know we see this in so many other sectors is and and perhaps even more so in funerals is um a lot of uh a lot of businesses focus their marketing around the the buying stage which is at need so yeah. you know sadly somebody's passed away and you need a funeral you know, so the, as as you were saying, Helen, the, the sectors the sectors absolutely geared up for that. For somebody ringing up, uh, you know, I need to deal with this. And from that point onwards, they absolutely do it really well because, as you said, Helen, they've got the 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 uniforms that everything is completely slick and professional. Yeah. But where they're missing out is the whole customer journey, which, as you were saying, Debbie, starts a long time before that. So we we have quite a, a, a simple um customer journey model that, that that we apply um you know in all parts of businesses where we work so you start off with uh, c so c is awareness you know how, where where have they seen your brand what is their familiarity how do you get them to be aware that you're there then think and think is all about reputation so you know that could be word of mouth it could be listings on google it's the kind of thing that once somebody's heard of you they then do a bit of research and they feel good that you're the right choice to them. Then you move on to the to the in need. So you know that is we we you know we have to to deal with this with this funeral. Um, and then following on from that, you've got the um, the care. So how do you look after the people post funeral, and how do you keep that relationship strong so that they will be going out and telling people that what a good you know what how the experience was and how they were looked after. And, you know, should they then need somebody in the future, you're going to be on the top of the list. And, you know, in today's super competitive world, brands have to look at all of those different areas because, you know, we talked about the market being more blended and being more digital. There's a lot of these um, uh, direct, you know, cremations and things that people are, are buying, you know, remotely on online and, and are not necessarily coming up to knock on the door of the local branch so you've got to be active in all of those places i would think absolutely i said there's, there's there's lots of kind of you know some of the big players are, you know they're on tv they're spending you know hundreds of thousands of money on tv advertising and they're changing you know they're putting funerals and funeral plans in particular 
in people's homes on the TV. So there is, you know, they're making, they are making the conversation um, more normal in people's every everyday lives. So funeral directors have got to contend with that. And, you know, how the, the, the benefit they have have got is they're being local, they're on people's high streets, they're, you know, they're a location that people drive past. So it is, you know, local businesses really need to leverage their localness and, you know, and champion that, don't they? So it is, is making themselves much more kind of visible in those many years before that they might be needed. And it's finding, you know, using all the assets that they've got um, to maximise that visibility is really, really important. I think that kind of going back to the question right at the beginning of, the, of this um, this conversation is that's one of the biggest things that's changing for funeral directors is it's that, that need to make themselves much more visible much, much earlier in, in that kind of um, that customer journey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Helen, you'd you'd I'm I'm reverting into asking you for questions, so forgive me. <laughs> but you've you've obviously seen both sides. You've seen it from the from the big multinational, and I get I guess the benefits that those guys have got is they've got that size and scale and bulk, they've got best practice and they've got best uh, the budgets. Sometimes a challenge for them is appearing local and and being able to connect with those communities. I guess if you go on the other side of the coin to the smaller, more independents, they have that connection, they have that community, and they have people that own the businesses. It's family businesses and stuff like that, so they have a an absolute sort of passion. But sometimes they don't understand, you know, the branding and the marketing and how to get that consistency and that kind of stuff how, how what's your what's your perspective i think i think that's absolutely right and i think that the it's marketing's intimidating isn't it to business owners of any of any sector where you, you know your sector you know whether it's bathrooms or it's kitchens or it's it's parts or it's cars or it's funerals you know if you have um if everybody within your business has expertise in whatever it is you sell or provide and you've not engaged with marketing before it can seem really intimidating and it can also feel like you're um you know not able to make an impact because what are those national brands are doing but what they don't have and what you do have as a smaller business is expertise in your community and links to your community that you can talk about and it's just about you finding a way and a path to make that happen and that's why businesses like the Funeral Marketing Club, which Debbie runs, exists, because it's just there to make these things accessible and to, and, and to make them not scary anymore. Because the word social media probably sounds a lot more intimidating than talking about what you do day to day, because that, that's all it's about, really. It's about bringing what you provide in the community and the links that you've got to, to the community that you serve, really. So there's 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 benefits and um, disadvantages to being on both sides of that fence and it's, it's just about knowing how to make it happen I think when you're a, a local yeah. and a, a I think business. so I think like, I can when you know when I was in kind of on the in the, in the big one national providers it was exactly that challenge it was you know how you know, we have marketing expertise but we're not local so we you know we're having to work really closely with the, with the teams in the local areas and you know if you are part of one of those bigger funeral brands is having those re really good relationships between the marketing team and the local team to kind of get the best of both worlds you know that's that's the challenge there and I think if you're in a an independent business or a much kind of you know smaller um, group of funeral director um, funeral homes 
it is, you know, it's that their challenge is, is that they've got the advantages of local, as Helen just said, but it's, you know, how can they learn more about marketing and, and benefit from that? So, yeah. Either, the, either way, there's challenges in terms of delivering their marketing, where where the funeral, you know, the as I said, the funeral is re, it's a really local to communities. It is, and I think it's also local to one of the things we've not touched about on is not just about geographical communities, about cultural communities, because there's you know uh, such a range, isn't there, of customization dependent on religion, dependent dependent on cultural practice, dependent on you know. Um, the provenance of the person that's died, the wishes of the person that's died, and this kind of really deep, deep, deep knowledge of how to uh, serve the wishes and traditions and religions of a particular community, that, that sits at a very, very local level. You know, you're, you're not communicating as a national brand, they're saying we can do everything for anyone, no matter what your requirements. We're saying we know this type of funeral, we know this, the requirements of this particular religious group. Uh, yeah. And it's fascinating to people. That's the other thing. It's it's and not for morbid reasons. It's an inherently interesting thing to talk about because society is learning to talk about it. It's it's learning to talk to children about death. It's learning to not be scared to express your wishes in advance of you of you dying yourself. And and the, you know the more there is to talk about, the more the more leverage you've got as a business to to show yeah. what you. Know. Yeah, and I think there's definitely there's levels of those conversations, aren't there? So there is, you know, you can get into funerals at a really light level and just talk about what you know, what song might I want at my funeral is so kind of accessible and people would have an opinion on it. And that's, you know, there's lots of those kind of conversations that could be had that, you know, are a long way from, well, actually, what kind of, you know, you know what would I want burial cremation you know you know much to kind of distance from the actual funeral so there's there's definitely levels of conversation that are digestible to different groups of people depending on you know how the how close they are to the kind of their own own death and I think as we, we see it really regularly as people get older they're much more kind of open to those conversations but that shouldn't be at the exclusion of young of younger people talking Do about you funerals and do you think, because I wonder whether that is, this is a bit of a specifically um, British thing. I'm not sure that other, other countries around the world have quite the same issue. So it's not like it's a, it's not a human thing. It's a, it's a thing, a culture that we've got in the UK that makes it difficult. And I, I, I wonder that once you grasp the nettle and you start the conversation, actually, it's amazingly freeing. And, and I think most people, once they've got over the hurdle of we don't talk about that, actually opens up and it's almost like a relief. And you can have, you know, you can have a really good conversation once you've just breached it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's also, you know, conversations that need to be had about uh, a lot of these conversations for me came out when we started to look. Uh, when you look at things like what people search on online for, for, about funerals, you know, what to do when someone dies is the most common search term that uh, you'll see in funerals. And funeral directors are there to help with that. And they're there to talk about that. And they're there to be the person that holds your hand through that process, even if you don't see it coming and you don't know it's going to happen. Or, you know, what do I wear? Like Debbie was saying, what do I wear at a funeral? What songs do I play at a funeral? What if I don't want a funeral? That that's the other thing. If we look at direct cremation, which I know a lot of local funeral directors, that can be a little bit 
wary of because it's seen as a as a, a competition to a standard funeral service. It doesn't have to doesn't have to be like that, does it? If the changing face of the industry and the changing requirements of of people is something that you can be the voice of. You know, you as the mm. local people can talk about that, can talk about direct cremation and what it means and what the, the positives and negatives are. You can talk about how you can help the, the moment that somebody dies and somebody doesn't know what to do. Um, you know, you, uh, it's really got... it's really encouraging funeral directors to be the thought leader of the topic in their local community and there's you know there's lots of people wanting to kind of you're talking at a national level potentially but it is you know funeral directors can can own that conversation in their area and you know that's exactly those things that they should be talking about yeah and there and there are and similarly there are lots of initiatives aren't there that are ongoing with uh, groups in our sector so the national association of funeral directors or the child bereavement society people like that trying to open up the what happens after somebody dies what happens um in the funeral home you know what what happens behind the scenes and you shouldn't be afraid to 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 say those things and that's another thing that you can do as a local funeral director is engage with these other societies and organizations in your local community and get involved in that conversation because you have the authority and the right to to and the expertise to kind of to kind of comment on that um, it's just just a lot of the time having the courage and the and the mechanism and the um, you know the the help to do that. Yeah, excellent. No, that's very good. I mean, we're coming towards now the thirty minutes, and I you know I know we could definitely talk on uh, uh, for, uh, for for a lot longer here. But I mean to to summarise, I mean yeah, uh, Helen, have you got any sort of summary outtakes from 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 your perspective? My summary outtakes is if you're a smaller or, or a local independent funeral director or you're, you know, you run a group of branches and you um, you don't know where to start, find somebody who knows which questions to ask. And, you know, that, there's a reason Debbie's on this call and, and Funeral Marketing Club is a collection. It's a collection of funeral directors all trying to do the same thing, not in competition with each other, but just trying to get off the blocks and to start talking is do that because I think once you do start talking your confidence will grow and your and your marketing plan will grow and, and your business will grow off the back of it so without trying to sign too salesy that would be my outtake from the conversation. Debbie have you got any closing thoughts? I think Helen's right it's, it's, to, it's for businesses to kind of you know and this is true for, again for any sector if it's a in smaller businesses that are you know not many people running a business is it's really hard to find time to dedicate to marketing but actually in this sector where you know funerals can't rely on referrals as as used to happen kind of years ago they have to work a bit harder and they have to put in marketing activities to make sure they're getting business it is it's carving time in people's diaries to um to make sure marketing is a priority for businesses and i think you know that's where some of the, the bigger players where they've got marketing teams for, for for my outtake for them it's it's work with your local teams and you know everything needs to be kind of localized in terms of marketing so that would be my kind of outtake for for the, some of the bigger bunches it's it's kind of work local yeah 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 it makes sense to, yeah absolutely makes sense i mean yeah, my outtake, I guess, is that, you know, brand is crucial. It's your representation of yeah. who you are as a business and you want to be consistent. You want to talk in a consistent tone of voice. You want to 
step back and think what impression am I creating and, and how do I maintain that? But, you know, particularly in funeral, it is you have to think about the whole of that customer journey rather yeah. than just expecting them to turn up when they're in, in need. So and and the good thing, I think, these days is that a, a lot of these tools are are accessible to people. It can be intimidating, but it actually is possible to have your Google My Business page, get reviews, um, you yeah. know, all of that kind of thing, Trustpilot and those kind of things. It's looking at your listings and making sure that everything is up to date and you're dealing with, you know, uh, recommendations and that sort of stuff, responding to comments, making sure that you're you know your social media and that kind of stuff is ready so that's your um so so as we we're saying you've got your uh, awareness so making sure that people are seeing the brand consistently any opportunities you've got you know from your window to sponsorship of local events anything like that make sure that that brand is consistent reputation is your online listings the the app need you're you're possibly doing at the moment that that sort of traditional advertising sort of piece um and then then afterwards making sure you know you care for the customer um you know after you've um you know after you've dealt with the sort of funeral making sure that you keep the database up to date send them you know cards remembrance cards and give them an opportunity to keep feeling good and all all of this stuff is very accessible the the difficult bit as as we said is finding the time if you're a smaller business to yeah. to to be able to put into it but you know as helen said expertise here um with debbie's club there are people are out there that uh, you know can give you access to this stuff and it is it is available really so yeah there's that, lots of there's, there's free things isn't it exactly you said like google my business is free you know social media is there's no media cost there's, that's free to do so it is we're you know, making the most of those free marketing channels and um as you know before you kind of start spending an advertising yeah isn't it sharing best practice sharing stories sharing ideas you know that, that it's a community in itself i think that's the other thing is it, you know yeah. it's a community of funeral professionals that can yeah. help each other get off the marketing blocks yeah and 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 i guess lastly just going back to the bigger brands if you are a bigger brand local is very clearly where it where it's at you know leverage your bricks and mortar local partners and and start to tell those stories let's open the lid on the funeral sector and tell everybody what a wonderful place it is and engage them and start that kind of conversation um and uh you know as you said they, they've got the people out there who are dealing with this day in and day out and they're you know they're they're fiercely proud of what they do and they're professional and they're experts really um so excellent all right well thank you so much today it's been a real pleasure i'm sure we could talk longer but um and and of course if anyone wants any support who's listened to this then reach out to helen debbie uh, or myself peter and um we you know we'd love to continue the conversation with you thank you bye thanks for listening to the talking local marketing podcast you can find more on spotify itunes and google if you'd like to find out more about how to activate your brand with local audiences, get in touch. Just Google, we are Acuity.